This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hypothetical Help, episode 15. Episode 15. Episode. Christopher Episode was my favorite um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who is really good. DR period who. That always makes Who fans really mad when I do that. Really? Yeah, you have to spell it out. D-O-C-T-O-R or else they get pissed. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never never known this. See, and you're British, so I like the fact that you didn't know this either because I'm not a I'm not really an aficionado. I've seen Doctor Who a few times. I liked Tom Baker when I was a kid. All that mm. stuff, but uh, I'm not into it like they are. So when I had, uh, on the very few occasions where I would like Facebook or Twitter the name as in DR period who, yeah. I would be attacked like I was uh, a bomber trying to sneak into a mall or something. It was awful. People wow. get really, really uptight about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that that someone out there is keeping an eye out for it. Well, look, hypothetical help isn't just for our callers or emails or emailers. It's for me and you. And we just learned a new thing, so you'll now never make that mistake. You'll be fine. I will never make that mistake. Yeah, are you not? I'm a, you're not a Doctor that. Who fan, right? Uh, no, you I'm not. A, well, no. I mean, I, I, I dislike the production values of it. It's mm. kind of everything. Like people like the kitschy nature, like Doctor Who's. You know, TARDIS is made out of old Mars bar wrappers. Right. But for me, I just like, come on, guys, let's <laughs> spend a bit of money on it. Let's make it look good. Especially so. the old stuff. The newer stuff's a little better, but yeah, even, uh, that, even, even that, then, I don't know. It's yeah. when you watch American TV, there's, you know, it's a lot of, lot of money in between. Yeah. We do, uh, we do good work over here. We're proud of it. We like what's going on. Let's make this mm. about nations and how we're different. Uh, Hey, hypothetical help is here and it's a uh, patreon.com slash hypo help. That's how you help us help you help each other. Uh, like Jerry Maguire yeah. in that scene, you know, where he's, he's asking for assistance. Mm-hmm. I forget how it went. I think he yelled, uh, show me the money. Give me, give me money. Give me the and money. I'll give you money. Yeah, give me, give me your money. Put your hands up. Give me your money. That's it. That's ex- exactly it. Did you, did you give the order? Uh, you can't handle the truth. That's, there you go. <laughs> I think you're mixing up. One of my up. favorite films. Sure. Uh, his new movie's doing good though. Anyway, that's neither mm. here nor there. Uh, so if you want to support us, we'd appreciate it. If you find value in the show, that's at patreon.com slash hypo help. We take your questions at 801-471-0462 or scott at frogpants.com. I'm going to now play one of those for you. And Terpster today, oh, I did it again. Last week. Did you not queue him up? Yeah. Remember that last week? You remember that? Yeah. You were here. I do. And Um, it upsets me, Scott, that in the space of seven, well, five working days, (laughs) You haven't uh, gone ahead and uh, and fixed this. Yeah, how did you? But feel that's fine. Ab- yeah, okay. For me, I'm not going to judge. I uh-huh. don't judge. Right. You know me. Right. They call me Mister Judgment Free <laughs> that's uh, good. because I give free judgment. Right, and I, when we and and we continue to appreciate it. Now I have it up. It's about how to go back to a oh, re- Scott. I think that's too much. Information. Whoa, too much info. Let's Boy, that, just crack on with the show. It's like last week never ended. Um, here it is. It's about going back to the reunion. Hi, uh, this is for hypothetical help. My name is Veronica, and um, about, well, it's been about 10 years since I worked at a small nonprofit. Um, I was there for about two years. There was about eight people there, so, again, it was small. Um, And they're having a kind of retirement party for the founder, and um, 
I'm not sure if I should go. <laughs> I guess it's a big question. Uh, there's three people there uh, that, that worked there when I was there that I absolutely can't stand and hate and don't ever kind of want to uh, see again. But there were, you know, two to three really cool people that uh, I don't have contact information for or the contact information is old and they don't respond. And I'd like to reconnect with some of those people. So the big question is, do I go to this and see if they're there? Uh, and I look forward to your advice. Bye. All right. It's, you could apply this to a high school reunion, a college reunion, um, pretty much a reunion of any type. I imagine a workplace reunion is even more weird because uh, workplace stuff is complicated. Uh, the people she doesn't well, like, people she likes. Well, especially you know, with the unions. Mm. Like, do the unions have reunions? <laughs> no. Like, do they get back together and be like, hey, guys, remember that time we went on strike? Yeah. Yeah, like, no. Oh, those good times. I think they just are the union. That's it. They don't have a They're reunion. Just- no. Yeah, they're they always they're always they're union. Happy, they're they? always paying their dues. They're always tied up in bureaucratic red tape. I'm not a fan of unions, if you can't tell. Mm. Actually, I am in some cases, but I think we've already. I don't it. like them, Scott. Yeah. I don't like them. Mm. They're Just, stopping me from exploiting them. Mm. Well, see, and that's the trick, right? Because I remember all the car strikes of the of the UK in the 70s, right? Yeah. I don't remember them, but I remember hearing about them, and you know, I heard about them. I heard about I heard about them. From faulty uh, towers, from Basil Faulty, as oh, you yeah, would yeah. describe them. <laughs> uh, so I own, that's the only reason I know there were there were uh, that kind of thing. And we had our share, especially early in the Industrial Revolution, of of horrible, awful worker conditions and and stuff. And in many ways, unions were this great plan, and it worked out great for a very long time. Now they're just kind of a mess, and that's all I'm saying. Uh, but we don't want to get too political on this show. That's for other shows. That's for politically hypothetic, hypopolitical help. That's a different show. This show is about helping this person go back to this reunion. And I have been in this exact same boat. So I'm just going to tell you what I did. Okay. Hit I, me. I worked at a company. That company happened to be a restaurant. I was young. I was probably 17, I guess. I was in high, right. high school and I worked there. It was called Benigan. No, Benj. Ah, I forgot the name of it now. You were working as a waiter <laughs> in a cocktail bar. <laughs> Well, that much is true. Anyway, so I'm working there. I'm making sandwiches. I'm delivering tables. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm working in the back. We Everyone kind of worked all over the place. And it was this great place to work during high school because they had pretty good pay, great hours, flexibility. So if you had a lot of homework or whatever, you could move things around. So it was a good place to work. Um, the people that worked, that owned it were nice and took good care of us and all that. Uh, and it was all a bunch of teenagers who got jobs there. Um, and... They were people I knew both personally and people that would just be acquaintances at school or whatever. And during my, I don't know, two or three years there or whatever it was, I think I started at 15 till 17 or something. Okay. Um, oh, that was the other thing is they would hire you before 16, which I don't think was entirely legal. I don't know how they did it, actually. Okay. Not, legally, at least in this state, and I think federally, you have to be 16 or older to, to be an employee somewhere because of child labor laws. But anyway... I don't know how they got around it, but I was there when I was 15. Anyway, working there, got to know a bunch of people. Everything was great, but I had a couple of girl relationships that happened All right, that okay. got complicated. Uh, one of them turned out to be kind of Enough a psycho. Said. Yeah, yeah. Enough said. Yeah, I don't even have to give all the details. It involves some... No, give out details, definitely, but I'm just saying enough said. Some Gaveston or something was involved. Just okay. kidding. Is that what he's saying? Gaveston? Anyway. Oh, Gaviscon. Oh, yeah, Gaviscon, yeah. Well, you're sorry. full with the callbacks, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, last week, folks. Anyway, so long and the short is when I went to this reunion, which I was invited to when I was like 23 or 24, it was like this, hey, everyone come back. We're selling the place. 
we want you to have you out to our house, have a big barbecue, and remember the good times. There were people I was excited to see, and then there were these couple of girls who I had terrible relationships with there that just yeah. ended in misery. And I really had a hard time deciding what to do. I decided to go on a hunch. And at the time, I was dating Kim. So we were... Okay. No, we would have been married, now that I think about it. So we were married. And so I already felt like I kind of had some ammo there. I was like, yeah, I'm married and I'm happy and I've, you know, we're doing good and everything's good. And so I'm going to show up in good shape and nobody can say the wiser. And we're young, virile couple looking, you know, looking good, just married and all this. So we go in there and my hunch was that they might be miserable. My thinking was that I would show up kind of like a school reunion and go, you're always afraid that you're going to show up and all these millionaires will be there. And you're just like still working your nine to five at the car wash. But really what happens is you get there and you find out that the ex-football star is kind of on his, on the outs. or you know, you're, It's this weird comparison, keeping up with the Joneses stuff that I really yeah. don't care about now. But then I think I thought I cared. Um, and we get there and sure enough, the girls are kind of in bad shape. One of them is... Uh, oh, Scott, you, you are so mean. You are so mean. I bet their personalities were shining bright like diamonds. <laughs> they might have been. I don't know. I, I, they, they seem to be just a bit of a mess. Uh, the guy that was with one of these girls was a complete jerk. I kind of felt bad for her. He was just a big jerk, kept saying mean things to her all night. The other one looked like she may have had two or three somethings before she got there and then drank herself oh, really? under the table oh, and wow. just was okay. just kind of a mess and sort of loud and all these things. And I thought, wow, they actually changed a lot in the last few years. And I didn't, I didn't go away feeling triumphant, like, yeah. I'm turning out okay, and they're miserable. I'm not a douche, right? <laughs> I didn't do that, but Hang I did. On, I'm judging everyone. I like came away feeling douche. I came away feeling bad for yeah. them, and bad for me feeling the animosity I felt toward them, rather than calling it whiskey under the bridge and not worrying about it. And so, I guess what I'm saying is, it's okay if you to, for you to go in there a little defensive or go in there a little triumphant or however you're going to go in there, but you may find a real opportunity for personal growth and you may walk out of there with leaving them better than you originally left them. And that's ha- kind of how I at least tried to. The one girl was so drunk, I'm not sure if she even remembered, but I tried to kind of make up and be nice and everybody was, you know, cordial to each other and we had a really good time and it was, it was okay. It wasn't the greatest thing ever, and it wasn't like a thing I would never want to miss again if it was to happen again, but I walked away at least with some resolution to all of that, and maybe that's what she needs is all I'm getting at. Maybe She, she needs, needs some to closure. Yeah, closure. You think? Yeah. See, I, I, I'm with you. I think that this is a fantastic opportunity to meet up with old friends, yeah. and she said, like, there's people I lost touch with. There's people there who are massive douches, and they may be different, and you may be surprised, but let's just imagine they're not, because... Frankly, if you didn't get on then, are you going to get on now? Maybe. Do you care? Yeah. Probably not. But those friends, if you had good friends that, you know, you think, hang on, we could maybe reconnect and maybe, you know, be good friends once again, mm-hmm. um, then that's got to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think really you could um, you could try and, uh, I don't know, you could try and present yourself in a particular manner. Now, Scott said, you know, his biggest fear was rocking up and they were all millionaires. Okay. (laughs) What happens if you're not a millionaire, but you're a billionaire? What? How much? A billionaire. Mm -hmm. Now, what does a billionaire look like? I don't know. Maybe like Donald Trump. Mm. 
Yeah. Bam. Okay. <laughs> Dress up like Donald Trump. Okay. Uh-huh. And then was going to be like, did Donald Trump go to our school or do I go to our work or whatever it is? Yeah. And you'd be like, hey, it's me. And they'd be like, oh my God, why do you look like Donald Trump? I'm a billionaire now. <laughs> Oh, well, really? A billionaire? They're yeah. requ- it's an exclusive much. club. They require bad hair and stupid suits. Pretty and, much yeah. the richest person I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of rich people yeah. because I'm a billionaire. Yeah. Um, and that way, you know, you got the biggest wanger in the room. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Here, the keeping up with the Joneses argument or the whole mm-hmm. conversation is uh is is an important thing to get out of your system early. I think it's almost impossible when you're going through school, even when you're a little kid, you're constantly comparing yourselves to other people. It's actually kind of a natural part of growing up. But man, there's freedom in stopping caring what other people around you do. Um I can't tell you how many times there, you know, I've I've known somebody who on the outside just seemed like they have got it going on and the more they had it going on, the more I should have been cautious because in the end it just explodes you want people who are even-handed even-minded people around you people you want to feel comfortable with and not worry that their car is slightly newer than yours or their house looks a little better painted than yours or their lawn's better kept than yours just live your own life and not compare yourself to other people that's one thing but the other thing is i just think she may find that the old grudges aren't there like the day-to-day at a workplace are what make you miserable and having those personalities clash in the wrong way at, you know, nine to five is where the problem is. When you're out of that, you can pull back a little bit. You might realize, oh, well, they're just like me trying to get along. And Having that distance. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Distance is good. Distance makes, what, what's the phrase? Distance, makes, distance the, makes the heart grow stronger. Fonder. Isn't it fonder? Is it stronger? Now I got to Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Absence makes the heart Jane Fonda. Fonda. Jane Fonda makes Sorry. it grow Jane Fonda. So if you want your grow own Jane, Jane Fonda, definitely. Oh, here it is. Uh, it's a pro, uh, it's a phrase for absence. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That word is a pro uh, proverb. Proverb. It's proverb. A, <laughs> doesn't sound right. You feel more affection for those you love when parted from them. Now you could. I think you could apply that. You feel more affection for people you thought you didn't like if you just pull back. Or the, you hate the them less. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't like New Orleans very much, and those listening New Orleans? From, yeah, I don't like New Orleans You don't much. like New Orleans? No, I'm not a fan. I Where's think it's, Kim's, Kim from New Orleans? She, well, she's from like 30 minutes outside of it. But it's a gross, dirty, kind of disgusting place. She, so at the moment, and I, <laughs> post-hurricane, pick up, snap up that land, it's going to be worth a fortune. I don't know. And this is all pre-Katrina that I spent time there, and I just yeah. I saw so much weird drug use and so much like really mm. bad back alley stuff that it just left this horrible taste in my mouth. I've been there a few times and it's fine. And I know there are good people there. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying my experience there was an ugly one. And the whole point of my story is when I got in a plane, and I may have brought this up before, and you fly above New Orleans, suddenly it just looks like a little toy town and it completely changes your impression. You're like, oh, look at all that touristy stuff and that cool landmark and how the river does that thing over there and where the dikes are and all this stuff. Whoa. No, no, no. Dikes is in water dikes. Oh, right. Okay. I was about to say, there's no need. There is no need, sir. It's a family show. I know. I shouldn't. I really shouldn't use <laughs> words like that. But it. But but you know what I'm saying. Pull away. You see it from a whole different angle. I think this is an opportunity, like a growth opportunity. You're going to see the people you already liked. Here's my guess. She's going to leave mm-hmm. there liking the people she thought she liked a little bit less than she remembers. Okay. 
because it'll be more awkward than she expected. Okay. And she'll end up liking those she clashed with more than she thought. It may not be perfect, maybe. but a little okay, bit more. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's making it sound a little bit like it's not worth it. Because mm, the little. people you like, you're going to like a bit less. And the people you didn't like, you probably like a bit. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't want to like them. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's tough. That's a very good point. But um, I, think, no, I think you're right. I think that is the, the right course of action. Yeah. Uh-huh. So get in there. Get involved. Make it happen. Push your boundaries. Yeah. You're the, get out of uh, your comfort zone. <laughs> I've got some more buzzwords. I can keep going. Think outside the box. What else? Just think it. Think it. Don't even. Don't even. Why box? Seven Ask habits. Do seven why? habits for highly successful people. Uh, what's another good one? Um, uh, don't. Not, uh, give me two rings when you're home safely. Three in the bush, one in the house. Yeah. Right? All right. Yeah, it. sure. We why not? It. Here's an email from Nick. Nick wrote in. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Right. Is it your son? Uh, no, this is not. Oh, right. Thank goodness. Okay. Uh, it well, says wait, I haven't seen the email. Was it? <laughs> it says this. Hey S and T, you're the T part. Uh, you're the S part. Long time listener, first time caller slash emailer. I know you said you have a huge backlog of calls, so I'm hoping by a long shot chance that you might get my email sooner. Uh, sadly, that's no. bull crap, is it? Yeah. There's a lot of other. You're not jumping the queue, son. Yeah. There's but no. But you obviously have a, an interesting thing going yeah, on yeah. for us to read it you've bumped ahead uh, he says this so here's the situation i'm 29 and i've been under the impression that i am gay since i've been uh since i've only ever been with guys and though i appreciate beautiful women i've never been attracted to one until now what uh, okay yeah, cool is where it gets you interesting. sir yeah you have my attention yeah, yeah perfectly <laughs> his straight up attention this is amazing already i love it okay oh, 29 years yeah 29 and years. He's always been with guys, thinks he's gay. Yeah. Thought women are beautiful creatures, yeah. but yeah. I love me a bit of man. Uh-huh. And now <laughs> he's found himself a attractive woman. I love me a bit of man, you said. I oh. love me a bit of man. But, right. you know, I don't go on about it, Scott. Sure. Let's carry on. Tom Hardy, for example. I oh, hello. Yeah. Bronson. I, I got a little bit of a he crush. on a bit of muscle for that. Yeah. Brought, um, a, brought anyway. his wiener out for that. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Oh, he says, until now, all these years, and now suddenly I have romantic and sexual feelings for a girl I've been with, or been working with, rather. I know she's interested in me, too. I want to make a movie, and I'll be lying. Oh, no. oh whoops. <laughs> a movie? <laughs> He's just going all the way to 11. Dang it. Oh, wow. My, my eyes are playing tricks on me. I want to make a move. All right. <laughs> uh, and I'd be... <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be lying. I think all of our calls should be emails. <laughs> oh, that's so hey, bad. I swear Sorry. it said movie. And I'll be lying if I said I didn't have thoughts of seriously rocking her world physically. But laughably and regrettably, I have no freaking clue about how to please a woman. LOL. I obviously can't come out and say, hey, I thought I was gay, but basically I'm the 30 year old virgin over here. What whoa, do whoa, I whoa. do? How does how does a nearly thirty year old guy quickly learn how to please a girl physically? Secondly, I'm uh, am I gay or what? The whole thing is confusing as hell, and I thought I knew myself. Thanks in advance, Nick. All right, well, at least I he like has a this. sense of this humor. Is good. Yeah. Okay, gay you know, isn't isn't black or white. There are shades of gray or shades of gay. Shades of gay. Yeah, say. I like that. Fifty shades um, of gay. Fifty shades of gay. Uh-huh. And I think what you were thinking is that you were like solidly gay. Like I well not sorry because you thought women you could like beautiful creatures you weren't repulsed by the thought of oh a woman oh mm. oh vaginas and boobies no thank you <laughs> um, but you you've obviously you've come around and you you've you've maybe discovered that you like to sample from all life has to offer and I think well done congratulations yeah. okay good on you yeah you know don't be greedy though at the same time 
you know, leave some, save some for some other people. Mm-hmm. You can't have everyone. Mm. But you've here and you've said, okay, I'm nearly 30. I found myself a lovely lady. I want to be able to please her. And he's saying, obviously, I can't come out and say, hey, I thought I was gay. You, you have come out already once, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's really tough. Coming out a second time, it's going to be easier. It's going to be a lot easier. And I think, to be honest with you, if this woman's into you, that's an easy beginning thing. If you just establishing like, hey, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, I imagine that's pretty hot for a girl. If she's like, do you know how hot I am? He was gay. Mm. Let me just say that. He was gay. Mm-hmm. He saw me. Mm-hmm. He's not 100% gay anymore. <laughs> he is less gay than he once was because right. of me. Yeah. She's going to love it. So I think that's good. And pleasing a woman is all about the mind as well as the body. Oh, okay. Now, Hold on. To, Let me get comfortable to... here. I got to hear this. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, so first things first, she's feeling sexy. Mm. She's feeling wanted just because of the whole scenario. And I love this scenario. I think it's a fantastic scenario. Now, you have to think, like, you know, how do I please a girl physically is the question. And the reality is I could tell you how to please a girl, of course. Of course I you know. could. No, you know. Well, a woman, yeah. mm-hmm. I should say. Mm. I don't want to get sound bites out there. Well, it's too late. Um, <laughs> but I would say every lady is different. Uh, some ladies like some of this. Some ladies like some of that. You don't know until you are with the lady. Mm. And the way you find out is by conversing mm. with the lady. Talk to them, yeah. Talking to them. Yeah. You know, having a bit of back and forth, mm-hmm. just a bit of, com- com- you know, oh, you like this, you like that. Tell you what, how about you show me what you like? Yeah. I'm just going to stay here and watch. Yeah. Okay. Here, I have some recorded uh, audio of how you how you have this conversation. You ready? Oh, so here's, here's one piece. Okay. Check it, check it, check it. Okay, there's one. That's, that's how you want them to check things out. And then you got this yeah. one where you, you whip out something. Le dick. Okay, there's that. <laughs> And then when you've when you now when you've gone too far, you also have a way out and you say this. Oh shit. All right, there you go. Yeah. That that is sometimes you pull out too quick. Um now I would say uh yeah, again, you just need to you need to just really converse and you know, have a relationship, have a have a you know a joining of, of mind and body. And it's not just a question of, you know, twiddling the right dials and pressing the right knobs. Um, but it is a question of being intimate and uh, just really, really kind of letting yourself be vulnerable and let be honest. Say, hey, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if you're aware. I was gay up until I saw what you got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna need some pointers because all of that is just driving me wild. Yeah, and uh, she'd be like, "Why are you talking so funny?" You say, "Sorry, I don't, I don't know." Um, but <laughs> I think. I think that you can, you know, this feeds really well and will work very much in your favor. Yeah. Uh, because I think that this, as a, if I was the lady in question, I would be flattered just mm. from the get-go. Mm. Um, and by the sounds of things, she wants you as well. I think this is amazing. This is something where I definitely want to follow up. I definitely want to hear like, yeah, we got together. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm still half gay. And so we got her, her roommate, Brian, he comes in. And he watches, you know, I don't know, whatever. I just want it. I want this to be some fantastic, lovable, friendly uh, thing. And I would like to know what happens next. Yeah, I'm very curious. have you got anything to add? Yeah, he's the B in the LGBT, by the way. So if you want to know what your classification is, it sounds to me like you're, 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 you don't have to pick a team because you're in the B range, the bisexual range. That's what the B is, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Underscore. Oh, underscore T, right? We established that a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, But I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know that, I mean, yes, all the things Terpstra said about how to please your lady or whatever. <laughs> Go for that, sure. But I still think... Don't I, talk dirty day one, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just think you have another issue, and that is just becoming comfortable with who you are and not being too shocked that, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm perhaps leaning a different way. It may, be, it may just turn out you're leaning both ways. And yes, people will give you a hard time just like they did when you were gay and you're still going to get that. People always ask me, if your son came to you and said he's gay, how would you react? It's usually some kind of like adversarial question. And my answer is I would love him, support him, and back him up no matter who he was or what he wants. Don't say back him. Uh, okay. I shouldn't say that. They're, That's they're the wrong word. Yeah, yeah, they don't exactly. like that. But I could, yeah. but I would never, uh, you know, kick him out of the house or do any of that. That's just ridiculous to me. It's not even on the table. I say, are you kidding? But all a I would- gay man <laughs> in the house would be amazing. Because they, I, I don't want to, Talk about stereotypes, Scott, because yeah. they aren't true. Sure. But I've yet to meet a gay man who wasn't impeccably stylish and fantastically good at coordinating stuff. Clean, I would love groomed. to have a gay roommate sure. who would come and sort my house out and be mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, firstly, I don't know why you've got this here because this is ridiculous. You should have this over there. This should be this color. You know, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just something about being a man in that you are very much. Uh, a physical creature yeah. whilst being in touch uh, with the softer side of being a man yeah. and not being so worried about having to, to represent an image of uh, bravado-ness and being able to talk about complementary colors and how it can make, it can really lift a room. Well, if you, if your stereotype holds true, then there's mm-hmm. no way Nick is gay because his room is a freaking butthole. Oh no, they room. can be messy. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but they, they are stylish and they will be able to, you know, feng shui a house up. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man. Yeah. I mean, again, I've had limited exposure to gay people. Yeah. Uh, but the, 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 the lovely gay people I have uh, met uh, have just, I don't know, they're just, they're just so much better at like dressing themselves and their like apartments and stuff like that. Yeah. It also it's sounds like a stereotype to say that some of the nicest people I know, but it's also true. I, some of the absolute nicest I think, friends I think, I no, have. but I think because in a world where persecution is still a thing mm-hmm. and there's still, you know, daily issues, I think that they themselves treat others as they would like to be treated vastly more because of the nature of the situations that they've been put well, in. Well, probably. Place. And my answer to that original question is, what if your son came to you and said he was gay? My only concern would be how others treated him. It had nothing to do with him himself. Yeah, people like that asking the question. Yeah. They would be your Yeah, I, and in fact, I went to one person, I said that. I know him well enough that I knew he wasn't going to like storm out of there or shoot me or something. But I, I said, well, I'm, a, I'm more worried about people like you. And he like kind of stood back and went, what, what do you mean? And I said, because why are, we, why are you asking this? You've got these weird built-in prejudices and those are lame and you got to stop doing that and i don't want people like that around my kid if my kid was to ever do that so anyway bottom line is if you thought you were gay and you're not and now you don't know but you still like boys but you still like girls you're just the b you're the b you'll be fine don't worry about it And maybe one day you'll settle into just being one side or the other and that's fine too you know, there's no rush to figure that out. I guess what I'm saying is don't turn your life upside down because now you're confused. That can happen to people and the, and the, and the answer's not an easy one so you're going to bang your head against the wall trying to get it. It's like trying. It's like the characters in the stand trying to understand why that flu wiped everybody out. You just can't make sense of it. It's Captain Nobody Trips. Knows. Yeah, I'm reading that book again. Anyway, 
Uh, great, great uh, email, great call today, and great way to get a hold of us. Uh, yeah, emails all cool. Yeah, they are good. Eight zero one four seven one zero four six two is the phone number, and the email is scott at frogpants dot com. Keep them rolling in. Uh, because we're happy to play them here on the show. But more importantly, go to uh, patreon.com slash hypohelp. Terpster, why? Why? Why should they go there? What's the point of that? I have really expensive tastes, and uh, I spend a lot of money. And if I don't get money in, I'm going to have to, you know, go on the street. And we can't do that sell again. My body. Yeah, we can't and do I that can't, again. I can't sell my body anymore. It's not what it once was. No, you know, no, I just no, don't no. get the value out of it. Right. Um, so you guys buy donating and supporting us through patreon.com slash hypohelp. You're keeping people like me off the streets, which equally, if you are someone who frequents the streets, you want that. You don't want to be rocking up when you're in the mood and seeing this Mm -hmm. in some skimpy outfit. Yeah. Think, Think of think of that. And Terpster for 10 years in that lifestyle, we need, he, he listen, uh, cosmetic genital surgery is not free. No. And if we're going to fix him back to the way he was, uh, that you're, we need your help. So please help us. Please help. <laughs> Sounds like a, the end of a telethon. All right, go to uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash hypohelp. That's where you want to go. We're halfway towards our donation drive. Come on, guys. Give <laughs> give generously. Uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new show. We hope you guys enjoyed today's. Uh, send us your feedback. Let us know. For me, for Terpster, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. No, that's not it. I'm on the wrong tab. World of tweets. Wait, tweets, wait, tweets. wait. wait. Hold on, shite. I'll have to edit this. Where did it go? No, no, leave it in. No, leave it in. it's terrible. All right, here Show it is. Show people the professionalism. <laughs> this is the old one. That's a new one. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Yeah, always professional, always ready with the right button. Bamo. <laughs>